Thank you for listening to this talk, produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Nina Mani, welcome. My name is Gloria Strislecki, and I am the Assistant Curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art at the Art Gallery of South Australia. And I'm currently um, standing here in Gallery 2 of the Elder Wing of Australian Art, and it's my absolute pleasure to be able to speak to you all today about a really exciting new acquisition that has really just only entered into the gallery's collection. However, before I go on, I do want to acknowledge that as I am standing in Gallery 2 in the Elder Wing of Australian Art at the Art Gallery of South Australia, I am standing on Ghana country and I do want to pay my respects to Elders past, present and those emerging. Agsa Ghana, Yatanga, Yuandi. So after almost two years of research and consultation, um, the gallery was able to finalise a really exciting acquisition. And this acquisition is what I'll be talking about today. The acquisition is Amula Barker. It's actually a broad shield that was made by a Ghana artist in the 19th century. So I thought today I would briefly describe this Muller Barker to you and hope that when you all come into the gallery you'll be able to view the Muller Barker for yourself and I encourage you to do that. Um, and then I thought I would briefly talk about the importance of shields pre-contact but also post-contact um, for Aboriginal people. And then I thought I'd briefly talk about the acquisition process. As I mentioned, it was quite lengthy and I think there was a lot of research that went into this acquisition and I'd like to share some of that with you all today. For your interest, Nikki Cumston, the Curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art, spoke recently with senior Ghana man Mickey O'Brien about the Moola Barker and I believe um, this recording will be available on the Art Gallery website so I do encourage you to listen to that if you haven't already um, after my talk to you. So let me begin by talking about the Moola Barker. Um, as I mentioned before, it is a broad shield that was made by a Ghana artist and would have been used by a Ghana person. It's been dated to the early 19th century and it's made from the inner bark of a eucalyptus tree and it is one of two types of shields that were made by Ghana people. Um, the second type of shield is a vocality, which I won't go in today. Um, but it was made from the outer bark of a eucalyptus tree. So there are some similarities and some differences between the two types of shields, but today I'll really only be talking about the Mulabaka. So to give you an idea of what the Mulabaka actually looks like, for all of you listening and who haven't seen it yet, the Mulabaka is usually characterized by an oval or oblong oval shape and in this instance 
the molar barker on display is quite an oblong oval shape. It has tapering tips at either um, end and it has um, incisions in a chevron pattern towards the end of the tips and also has two parallel lines that have been incised in opposing arc fashions. Some other mulabaka will have chevron patterning across the surface. The mulabaka are frequently painted with a white clay and natural pigments and in this instance the mulabaka has remnants of a red earth pigment and I do encourage you all to look very closely at the Moolabarka when you come visit because you will see these remnants of that oak, um, that red ochre um, in the incisions. So the Moolabarka has a handle that has been made out of separate piece of eucalyptus and this would have been made while the bark was still fresh and young. So. Um, when it would have been quite malleable and it has been placed inside two holes that have been um, made in the centre of the shield and as the wood would have dried it would have secured the handle into place. And the Moolabarka here on display is quite special in the fact that the handle is still very much intact. Um, many Mulabaka and other shields frequently have their handles missing or even misplaced or um, have come away from the shield itself. So this Mulabaka is special in that the handle is still very much a part of the shield. So the Mulabaka would have been used during ceremony and um, would have also been used um, as a defence during internal disputes or even external disputes among um, groups of Aboriginal people. They would have been also used in um, practice training amongst Aboriginal people. And you can see on this Moolabaka that there are um, markings on the surface of the shield where perhaps spears or clubs would have been um, used against um, or thrown against the wood. However, in post-contact Australia, um, the shield becomes a very potent object or tool in the battle and um, resistance against colonising forces and was used to defend and fight for Aboriginal people but as well as land. And as a result, we see that very few shields from this period, especially those um, made and used by Ghana people because they were often stolen, destroyed or sent to international collections. In fact, this Moolabarka is one of only seven known of its type to exist anywhere in the world and we know this from the research that was carried out during the acquisition process. We do not know the maker's name um, and we may not know the maker's name even with further research. And this is primarily due to the regard 
um, held for cultural material such as the Mulabaka when it was first collected. Aboriginal cultural objects and works of art were often collected as representations of Aboriginal people and culture rather than as an art form and um, they were held as ethnographic and anthropological examples. As such, um, in 1955 here at the gallery, when the gallery started to collect Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander works of art, the then director Robert Campbell noted that the gallery would be collecting works based on um, them being works of art rather than anthropological or ethnographical um, objects. So today, um, shields are very much viewed as powerful symbols of identity and as important cultural and artistic objects that do represent the survival and enduring strength of Aboriginal people. And here in um, Gallery 2, where the Mulabaka is currently um, positioned on display, it is amongst works by Alexander Schramm and Oscar Finstrom. And these works here just depict Aboriginal people um, after European settlement. And indeed, the Mulabaka here in Gallery 2 does instigate a very stirring dialogue, which... Um, as I mentioned before, if you listen to um, Mickey O'Brien and Nikki Comston's in conversation, Mickey does talk about this a little bit more. However, I think most importantly, um, it does remind all of us visiting the gallery or working here that um, indeed the gallery does stand on Ghana country. So I think um, now I might talk about the acquisition process. Um, the Mulabaka was acquired through the generous support of the Australian Government through the National Cultural Heritage Account, which is a fund that enables institutions such as the gallery um, to acquire works that are prohibitive in cost or that would otherwise be held in private collections nationally or even internationally. And as part of this um, process, the gallery... Um, engaged with two very well-respected researchers to compile an extensive report um, about the Mulabaka. And um, Jonathan Jones, a Wiradjuri uh, Gamilaroi curator, artist, researcher, who you may all remember as the curator of the Gallery One display, Buna Bunanga, uh, Aboriginal agriculture in the southeast of Australia during the 2019 Tarnandi Festival, and also Dr. Carol Cooper, who is a very well um, respected researcher, especially around cultural material from the southeast of Australia. So together, Jonathan and Carol um, compiled research around the Mulabaka, in particular by looking at um, other shields, um, including Mulabakas and Wakaltis from the 19th century, but also looking at um, shields from the 20th century. And in doing this, they also visited um, national and international collections, including um, the British Museum in London, where there is an example of a Mulabaka 
that is quite similar in characteristics to this Mula Barker here at the gallery. Also part of um, the research saw Jonathan and Carol looking at um, the work of W.A. Cawthorn, who was an artist who was very much interested in Ghana people and culture and recorded a number of observations in his watercolours and other drawings, but as well um, in a written text that he um, wrote in 1844. So this is one of the earliest examples or observations of Ghana people and culture. And um, Jonathan and Carol looked at these watercolours and the references he made to both the Wakalti and Mulabaka shield. Now the gallery doesn't have any of these works by Cawthorn in its collection, but we do have early records of um, or depictions of Mulabaka and Wakalti shields um, and those were done by George French Angus and um, he compiled a folio titled South Australia Illustrated and in plate six um, of the lithograph um, there is a illustration of a Mulabaka and Wakalti and the gallery does have this lithograph in its collection. So the gallery was successful in its application um, for funding through the National Cultural Heritage Account and with subsequent funding through Tarnandi Festival of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art through BHP, the gallery was able to acquire this Mulabaka. And the Mulabaka, I think most importantly now, will remain in the public domain, especially in Adelaide, which is the traditional land of the Ghana people. And it will be the first Mulabaka to enter the gallery's collection. And as such, it will be on permanent display where it can be publicly celebrated and viewed by all. So I think I might complete um, this talk here today, but I thought in closing I'd like to just share some words that Mickey O'Brien shared with us. So come and see, come here, come sit or come walk and learn and connect with the Ghana language of its wisdom and its knowledge with the people of this land. We need to witness cultural loss, but the cultural survival and the cultural change and the cultural strength that we have. We are people that live in harmony and we're wanting to be inclusive in a new world, a world that has many cultures. Is it possible, should it be asked, assimilation, can it be truthful or can it be achieved? We ask the language of the local people. Do we not learn the people's tongue of the land that we stand upon. When you had us at hello, did you not know this was our home? We only asked of two things, love, not the love of honey, but that deeper sense of love, the love of people and country. A home is not just a shelter, but a place where everything around you is your family. The land itself owns us, not us own it. 
We say that our face tells you where you've been, but our heart tells you where we must go. The wisdom on our face and in our mukas being the brain allows us to collect the information, but it is that sense in our heart that takes us to those places and to do those of the right things. The scars may not be visible, the smile may be seen, the work may not be done, and the children may be lost. But we are the oldest continuous people. Our evidence is in the living world. It's laws. We can learn from something that has these continuous ways, old ways, and new ways. It's ever-changing ways. It has no end and no beginning. Greater learning comes from listening ears, inquiring ears, observation eyes, seeing ways, imitating hands becomes the doing. If you can't see me or know our past, then you can't see yourself and you don't know what you have done. We don't blame, we invite you in, we want to share, you took it all, we ask of reciprocity, but we were silenced. Did you need it or did you want it? Are we tolerant or are we peaceful? And we were patient. We let you know what you have done. When you stop telling us what to do, we can enable ourselves to share with you. Ownership comes in responsibility to know the difference of cultures. It brings us together and should never divide us from each other. Our people believe that we are all brothers and sisters and that we walk this land together in harmony. And so let us reconcile our differences and come together as one. Nakada, they tell you.